Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Our big question for this week, does prayer work and how do I pray anyway? Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric is the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Eric, it is fantastic to have you with us today. Great to be back again. It is really, I, I love having you with us uh, each uh, each week, Eric. Uh, you give such wonderful responses. You uh, have an amazing ability to simplify that which is which is complex. What have you been up to since last uh, last Tuesday? Well, uh, I've been out and about, you know, the, it's quite good, the statistics at the moment. No known cases of the virus uh, in South Australia, that's the whole state, and no new cases for at least 10 days, I think, or more. So that's wonderful. Um, and, yeah, I've been out and about. Uh, I still run every morning. I do three, if, just for your information and listens, I do three Ks per morning, Monday to Friday, and then a five and a half on a Sunday, and that keeps me active. What? time do you do that of a morning, Eric? About seven in the morning. I find early in the morning is the best, otherwise I have no energy by the time I get through the day. <laughs> You're better than me because I find that time of the morning at the present time is so cold. I went and did my, I did seven kilometres this morning, but it was a nice mild morning. I, I love walking on mild mornings, but I have to admit I'm a little bit of a coward uh, when it comes to those, uh, those crispy, cold, icy, uh, nasty mornings that we uh, we can we can get um, Eric. Tell us what do you like to do to have fun? Well, um, I well I really like to be with my family. They, that gives me a lot of fun. I enjoy golf actually, but uh, I have been a while since I've played golf. I like doing that. I'm kind of a fairly sports orientated, brought up in sport all my life. Mm. Um, and you know, I actually enjoy one of the things which a lot of people don't like doing. I actually enjoy gardening. That gives me that actually gives me joy to get out and also helping my children in their gardens. I love that. Well, I tell you what, when your kids have finished with uh, your, all your talents, please come across to, around to my my garden because it could badly do with some attention right uh, right now. So you're welcome at our place anytime. We'll even provide uh, provide dinner uh, for you, Eric. Now, tell me, Eric, do you have the Faith FM Australia app installed on your phone? I do, Gary. Yes, you, do, yes. you do. You do. Very I, good. I tell you, Gary, um, out where I live out uh, sort of uh, north of the city, uh, out near Elizabeth, uh, Blakeview Way, um, the reception there is is not so great with Faith FM. So by I found by loading the app onto my phone and listening through that, much better. The reception is yeah, great. Yeah. I've done the same thing actually. Faith FM Australia. It's got to be Faith FM Australia mm. uh, app because there is a Faith FM American uh, app as well, and that won't give you quite as good reception as the Faith yeah, FM Australia. You no. did make that mistake. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you load it onto your phone. You can listen to it. Bluetooth connected it to your car stereo and you have no problems at all. So for our listeners who may be interested, go to your favourite app store. If you don't have the Faith FM Australia uh, app on your phone, go to your favourite app store, look for Faith FM Australia and download that app onto your phone and then you'll be able to listen to, to, to Pastor Gary and Eric while you're going on your morning walk 
every morning. And it's free, and you won't get a ticket by uh, holding the phone. That's true. That's true. Totally free, and there's no add-ons either, uh, but a marvellous uh, little uh, little app. Eric, let's come to some music. This is Rambos, Sheltered in the Arms of God. I'm sheltered safe in the arms of God. What an amazing thought. Sheltered by the Lord God Almighty. Welcome again to Faith FM. Drive time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're asking, does prayer work? And how do I pray anyway? Today... 
we have a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of our drive time, we would love to be able to pray for you. If, if you would like us to pray for you, please text your first name only and the state you live in and we'll pray for you on air. Just send to 0438 your text. You might like to say, pray for Gary from South Australia. Don't give us any reason, but we will pray for you at the conclusion of our show. That number again is 0438 Before we move to the question that we're going to be looking at today, I want to move to our section on updating world religious trends. Do you know the religious world is changing before our eyes so much we need to be aware of these changes. Our trend for today can't be ignored. I was reading uh, uh, an article um, just, uh, just earlier today. It was entitled Stars and Scientists call for the world not to go back to normal. This really jumped out at me. This is what it said. A host of celebrities and scientists, including Madonna, Robert De Niro, and a clutch of Nobel Prize winners, have called for radical change in the world rather than a return to normal after the coronavirus lockdowns. Hollywood stars Kate Blanchett, Jane Fonda, Marion Coulthard uh, also added their names to the open letter published in the French daily Le Monde, uh, pleading for an end to the unbridled consumerism and, ra- and a radical transformation of economies to help save the planet. We believe it's unthinkable, they said, to go back to normal. They said in the letter, which was also signed by Nobel laureates for medicine, chemistry, physics, as well as a Peace Prize winner. They said the pandemic was a tragedy, but it was a chance for humanity to examine what was essential. Adjustments are not enough, they said. The problem is systemic. The ongoing ecological catastrophe is a meta-crisis, they said. Unlike the pandemic, a global ecological collapse will have immeasurable consequences, it said. The 200 signatory said it was time for leaders to leave behind the unsustainable logic that still prevails and to undertake a profound overhaul of our goals, values and economies. The pursuit of consumerism and the obsession with productivity, they said, have led us to deny the value of life itself, that is of plants, of animals and a great number of human beings. The short letter added that pollution, climate change and the destruction of our remaining natural zones has to be brought under control before the world comes to total breaking point. Wow, as I I read that, I thought, hey, here's significant people uh, calling for the world not to return to normal. Now, uh, Eric, uh, what do you feel about this call? Um, I think it's, it's, I don't think the world, it's going to take a long time for the world to slowly come back into what, uh, a little bit of what it was like before. In other words, the world probably has changed. Definitely, and I think we'll see that close to home. 
I think, like, for instance, you go into Aldi now and they've got these big screens up between us and them. I think they will stay there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even for the flu, when you think about it, it's, it's probably good, safe precautions. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, – but there have been some benefits too. Like, they're saying that 40% of people are actually working from home. Mm-hmm. And I think those that can probably work from home, some may, may continue to do that more than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think, in the Christian world – I think some of the benefits that's come out is, is the online Zoom meetings. I mean, with remote people uh, from far away, to actually connect with them in this manner and, and keep it constant and having that has its spiritual benefits as well, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Eric, uh, do, do you sense any potential challenges with this sort of a call? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of suspicion, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that are um, are going to be really shaky about this. I mean, already we've had no cases, as we've talked about, and there's no current uh, case in, in South Australia. It's going to take a long time for people to to really trust again and to get mm. out there. I, I think it's going to take a long time, and it'll be interesting to see as we come through this uh, as it will, uh, what the what changes? How how quickly things will go start start to go back to normal? But it won't be the same for sure. It, it we'll be doing things a lot differently. So, in other words, these celebrities that are calling for uh, for a change, I, I I just wonder whose picture of normal would you actually accept if it's not going to go back to exactly what it was in the past. Well, whose picture of normal would you actually accept? Uh, would you, do you think people might be prepared to enforce some form of compassion? I mean, is it possible to enforce compassion? You know, Eric, I'm really conscious that uh, in the book of Revelation, there are some things that have been prophesied about the end time world that are truly significant that prophecies that talk about change that is going to happen in the end times you know i want to come to this one day and we'll have an in-depth discussion about this particular issue but you know to me the thing that is particularly significant here is that we've got Nobel laureates, we have got uh, people who are of significance in our world who are making a call saying, hey, we don't want to go back to as it was before. We want to see some changes, Mm. but where does it actually take us to? Mm. Do you know, to me, I think we're living in significant and incredibly momentous times at this point in time. Yes, I think also, you know, the the thing is that, uh, you know, prophets have to come from somewhere and we live in a time near the end of time where people will be greedy and looking out for themselves and that's the key. You're talking about compassion. But man's nature is to look after themselves and in that way, uh, as we move through this, that this... Um, uh, the selfishness will um, will abound, I think, and and where the compassion comes from. Well, I think these. I think actually the testing times when they come to us is actually how we react to our fr- our fellow brothers and sisters, mm. those in the world, mm. than rather what can also happen to us. But it's also how we react to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you actually make a very valid uh, point there, Eric. You know, uh, one of the biggest the, the biggest challenge. Uh, with with humanity is the nature of humanity. Mm. You know, the scriptures talk about people being naturally uh, 
sinful um, as having a having something within themselves that desires greed you know how do you improve the world without first redressing that particular problem and you know to me that's the beautiful thing about the scriptures because the scriptures actually show us a way where that problem can actually be redressed mm. uh, I think that's that's incredibly powerful our trends in this world I believe uh, are really coming together uh, in a very momentous manner right now uh, guys let's come to uh, to some more music uh, this is Alison Krauss and the Cox family where no one stands alone this is a powerful message free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. 
To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. That is a fantastic uh, little book, uh, The Great Controversy. If you're interested in world religious trends, please get hold of that book and read it. That book was written uh, numerous decades ago, and yet it is still as up-to-date today as what it was when it was first written. Eric, have you ever read Great Controversy? I have, and uh, I've given a lot of them away as well. Oh, yeah, Uh, you've given them away? Yeah, I give them away, which is great. And I've read it, and it's it's really great. It goes right through the Reformation. It goes right through history, talking about the events of the world, plus what happened way back in the past, coming right through to our day. It's inspirational, and it really adds to our knowledge of what the Scriptures are telling us. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I love about uh, the Great Controversy is actually uh, the way in which it, it talks about world religious trends that are actually taking place in our world right now. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it is momentous, uh, that, uh, that book and some of the things that would, uh, it does actually share. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is uh, Eric Hoare. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week we're asking our big question is, does prayer work and how do you pray anyway? Today, we do have a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of our drive time, just in the last five minutes, we would like to pray for you personally. If you would like us to pray for you, please text us your first name only and the state in which you live. Don't tell us why we are praying for you. And we will pray for you personally. For example, you might like to say, pray for Gary from South Australia. Please send your request to 0438 055. That's 0438 655. Prayer. Does it work? That's the question for the week. I was reading uh, just, uh, just a few days ago from America's Newsmax site, Newsmax Health site. And uh, the title of the article was Science Proves the Healing Power of Prayer. It's actually, they acknowledged it's a controversial subject, but it went on to say this. Studies have shown that prayer can prevent people from getting sick, and when they do get sick, prayer can help them get better faster. Duke University's Harold Koenig tells Newsmax Health. An exhaustive analysis of more than 1,500 reputable medical studies, says Koenig, indicates that people who are more religious and pray more have better better mental and physical health. Dr. Koenig, a director of the Duke Centre for Spirituality, Theology and Health, and the author of several authoritative books on faith and healing, says that there's a striking, says a striking study published in a Southern Medical Journal demonstrated that prayer has a remarkable effect on patients even with hearing and visual deficiencies. After prayer sessions, they showed significant improvements based on audio and visual tests, the doctor said. He added 
The benefits of devout religious practice, particularly involvement in a faith community and religious commitment, are that people cope better. In general, they cope better with stress. They experience greater well-being because they have more hope. They're more optimistic. They experience less depression, less anxiety, and they commit suicide less often. Now, when I read this article, I thought, this is mind-blowing. This is, you know, could... Now, of course, it's a controversial article. It's certainly debated within the literature. But there are a significant number of, a signif- of, of, of doctors who actually believe that there is healing power in prayer. Now, now, Eric, uh, now you're a, um, you, you come from a, um, an area of ministry, uh, rather than, uh, rather than medicine. But what is prayer to you? What do the scriptures say about the reality of prayer? I mean, have you had any experiences yourself with answered prayer? For sure. And, you know, prayer is the hub of, of the Christian life. It is the power source that we all have that we can turn to, not only when things are going well, but, of course, when things are going bad. It's 24-7. Christ is always there for us. I remember um, years ago when I was just starting, starting to study the Scripture and um, I was starting to go to church. And I remember one incident that really, really stayed with me all these years. I was just talking to my wife last night about it. Mm. Something that may seem small, but it was truly significant to me. And it was when we were living in a little place called Bennett's in the South Island of New Zealand, mm-hmm. not far from Timaru. And we had three quarters of an acre there, and it was Christmas Eve. And we'd bought a, a present for... My wife's brother, Morian, and it was a little red factor canary, and it was in a cage in our lounge. And it was Christmas Day the next day, and we'd walked out on Christmas Eve just to look at the sunset. It was getting dark, and uh, the door was open, and one of the children, or something must have happened, somebody let the bird out, and it it went out, it went through the, the door, the opening of the door, and flew out over the patio, and then it just disappeared over the roof and was gone. And we were devastated. Uh, uh, I was really, really upset. It took a long time to find it. And, uh, and so we said to each other, well, let's pray about this. You know, uh, we just started to learn to pray. Mm-hmm. And so we prayed about this, this bird that, uh, it was a special gift for my wife's brother, Morian. And, um, half an hour went past. It got dark. Um, it was nothing. And we were still out on the patio. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't believe it. There was a flutter of wings. And this little red fact canary flew over the roof and landed straight on our deck right in front of us. It was just amazing because mm. I've, I've had, I, I still have birds actually. I have, I actually have some red factor canaries at home still today. Because you keep birds, don't you? I do. And mm. I know their habits. And once they're out, man, they're gone. You know, you mm. don't see them. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't live in the wild because they don't know how to look up mm. and the mm. wild birds pick on them. So we prayed about it and, and it came back. I couldn't believe it. And I, the next thing was, problem was, how do I get it? How do I get it from there to there? <laughs> it's one thing to actually have it fly back. It's another thing to catch it, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. So, I knew that uh, by wetting its wings, it can slow it down a bit. So I, I walked quietly out around the back of the house. I got the hose, and it was still sitting on the veranda. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And I, I got the hose out, and I squirted it, and the, the wood hit it, and it just stayed there, and I grabbed it and put it in the cage, and we had it back. Now, mm-hmm. I still remember to this day that incident because this is 
some these are the things in your life that you never forget. You never mm-hmm. forget. Mm-hmm. And there's many answers to prayers. Something may seem small to somebody else, but to me at the time, still today, I remember that incident of God yeah. answering my prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole key to prayer is it's got to be a heartfelt thing when we pray. Uh, it's a thing that um, we know God's character and we love him and he loves us and he wants to be You know, God. so many people would actually say that, oh, um, Eric, that is coincidence. But, you know, the thing that amazes me is the way that coincidence seems to happen more frequently when people pray. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Gary, because I've talked to many people about this, about coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the power of prayer. Uh, you know, the other day, for instance, there was a, a lady I won't name who, yeah. uh, who's not a, a Christian lady, but um, she put on Facebook um, the sign of the Buddha. And she said, if you send this Buddha sign out, something good will happen to you. And she said, I did that, and I got $50 credit in the mail or something mm-hmm. happened to her. Now, that, to me, is what she is following. But I know that God uh, answers prayers in a powerful way. And, you know, Pastor Gary, when you think about prayer, uh, one of the books of the Bible, which is the longest book actually in the Bible, is Psalms. Mm-hmm. And if you think of King David, I mean, he was born, he was a shepherd boy. And what a great life. I mean, what a wonderful example of power and his life you know in the book of psalms he they reckon that he wrote 37 of those chapters in there and uh, mm. there was uh, some by moses and uh and also solomon his son actually um, wrote some as well but uh, that book is, is powerful and it's full of um, poetry and it's full of prayers and, and I think that's significant what you bring up there, Eric, because what we've actually got in the Psalms, we, they're songs, of course, mm. but they're actually prayers mm. that are being prayed in pe- by people in different emotional states. Yes. Well, it was written over a, a long period of time, wasn't mm. it? It uh, was. It was. Yeah. But one of the ones that he, he wrote there, which was uh, Psalms 145, and this was where he uses praise in prayer, which is mm. so important. I think sometimes we can praise God in our prayers, but only for a short time. It says here, I will exalt you, my God, the King. will praise your name forever and ever. Mm. Every day I will praise you and extol mm. your name forever and ever. And he mm. doesn't stop there. He actually goes on praising mm. God. And this mm. is a, uh, how often, how sometimes we forget when we're praying to to really praise our king, to praise him because he is deserving of everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, he says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. And he says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger mm. and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. So we need in our prayers to praise God more than ever, uh, not only in the good times, how hard is it, Pastor Gary, to praise God in the bad times? Oh, look, look, Eric. You know, one of the things that really stands out to me here is is this: is that um, in our in our lives, we seem to have, at least in my life, I have up days and down days. I have what I'd call the mountaintop experience, and I'd have those days when I'm going into the valley. Do you know this uh, this uh, psalm that you're, you're quoting? I imagine David being in a mountaintop day. Mm. It's it's a day where you know things are going well for him. Uh, things are he just goes out. The sky is blue. Everything is is happy. There's there's music in the fields, and his his response is to 
Praise God. And to me, I think it's so beautiful there where you get this picture of David praising his God uh, in the fields, in written form. He's, he's praying. Praise is actually a prayer. And the other thing too, Pastor Gary, is that when you praise somebody, not only God but somebody, it actually lifts you up. Mm. It as does. Well. It, it, it does. does. It puts you in that in that happy frame of mind. I remember one time something really bad happened to me a long time ago, and I found it hard to pray to God. Mm. I gotta be honest. I I struggled. I was asking questions, and I couldn't understand why this had happened. And I remember a friend of mine just sitting with me by a fire in his house. He invited me over, just sitting there looking at the fire. Yeah. And I remember being in the darkest of place, and I remember looking at the fire, and I could actually see the form of the devil in there. Mm. It was it was incredible. Mm. I still remember it in that flickering fire, and I, I it sort of snapped me, and I, I saw it, and I, I realized where I was, how mm. I was feeling, you know, because. When you go through that, and, and it can take time to come out. If you lose, I've never lost a child through death. I can imagine just how hard that would be and how to get over that. You'd never get over it. But how you deal with that. And when I came through this and came out of this and God, and I could once again, God was always with me. Yeah. He was with me. But I was, I'd, I was uh, in a frame of mind where, I, and it's many happened to many Bible characters where mm. they didn't want to be around. They actually ran yeah, from God. Yeah. But then when you come through that and experience and understand the character of God, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of prayer. Yeah. Why would you pray to somebody who you can't trust or you know would spread the gospel, or whatever? It's actually knowing the character, and it takes for me as learning to be a, a part of it in a Christian world and coming from where I was with drinking and that, I found that learning to trust him and to go to him with these problems, mm. no matter how I felt, it, it adds to your life when you, the joyousness of knowing him. Yeah. It just yeah, grows on you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I thank you for sharing that, Eric. The other point too is uh, we talked about the power of prayer. The other one too is there's also a prayer of confession that we need to confess our sins. Uh, and Psalms now this is a different type of prayer, isn't it? Yes, it's it's really being serious and being honest about understanding um, where we're coming from. It's mm. it's actually found if if you looked at Psalm fifty one, it says, and, and David writes this. He says, "Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions." And of course, Eric, Psalm fifty one is written by David mm-hmm. after he's actually committed adultery yeah. with Bathsheba. That's the history behind that particular, and so he's got something. In here, that's really troubling him. You know, we're dealing with sexual sin here, and there's something that is really troubling him big time. And his response is to come to God in prayer. Yes, and he broke a number of commandments because he sent uh, her husband off to the front line uh, and, and murdered and, her. Uh, had her husband murdered. That's indeed, right. Indeed. And he's asking to be washed away his sin. He says that um, uh, it says here, uh, "My sin is always before me." He says, against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 recognizing Jesus as the judge as is um uh, you know, whatever was gonna happen to him, he's accepting it. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. So he's saying here, uh, I recognize my sin, I know I have done wrong, I'm ready to accept whatever comes my way. This is a this is when you're breaking you know, sometimes Gary, I don't know how you feel, but when you're praying 
um, I don't know, in some churches now, I, I still like to go down on my knees mm. in prayer mm. because to me I'm bowing before my God and I am mm. confessing what's, you know, mm. I'm being truthful. Mm. And, and that's what it does. But he ends up on this psalm. He says, he cleanse me with hyssop and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. That's a beautiful hymn, you know. Mm-hmm. He says, let me hear joy and gladness. And it said, hide your face from my sins. Create in me a pure Clean heart, heart, O God, God, and renew a steadfast mm-hmm. spirit within me. And so he says to restore him to the joy of salvation. Please accept me again. In other words, the Lord God is apparently able to Cleanse. I mean, this is called repentance in Christian theology. You know, today there is actually a a belief out there that you know you you really don't have to have to worry too much because God will accept you anyway. And yet, you know, it just seems that throughout the scriptures, the thing which comes out is that a person receives cleansing when they confess their sin. To the Lord God, because what sin does, Gary, it, it's not only the act of sinning; it was it, it does to the mind. We're all born with a conscience, yeah, yeah. and this is it. How, you can't be cleansed if you're hanging on to something. Yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, John the Baptist came to clear the way. He talked mm. about repentance, and that's the whole point. That to find freedom, God came to give us freedom. Jesus on this earth showed us how to be free, mm. to turn away from sin. I mean, the greatest example was a woman who was caught in adultery. The, mm. the great sin, you know. Mm. Mm. And yet those around who were willing to throw those stones, but they had great sins in their lives. This is an incredibly Powerful. beautiful picture, you know, because there are so many people who are struggling with issues that, uh, that that are in their mind, with things which they have done in the past, with things which they, you know, they're still carrying like a load on their back. And yet the scriptures seem to say here that by bringing them to the cross... There is a a huge load that I'm able to to lay off my back. Yes, the Bible talks in the way of a yoke on an oxen, mm. and the yoke is a, a straddled across two mm. oxen, mm. and you're going, you're bound, you're going in one direction. Mm. Christ come to remove that yoke yeah. to give us the freedom and the happiness, and this is all brought about through understanding our our situation, where we're at in our lives, and being honest about it, and so. Um, confession um, is a is a very important part of this praise. And okay, okay. So prayer is is certainly exaltation. It's praise, but it's also confession. Yes, and you know, I believe Gary too that when we when we understand this, and and honestly, we're we're all sinners, and and we we fall all the time, you know. But when we come back to Christ, He forgives us. Therefore, why can't we forgive others? Indeed. You know, Indeed. and the Bible talks a lot about that as well. Um, and then the third one was, of course, was intercession too, uh, found in Psalms 13. Uh, he's asking for uh, answer to prayer, you know. Um, it talks there in Psalm 13, How long, Lord, will you forget me? Uh, how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And after day after day, I have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy trumpet over me? Look at me and answer, Lord my God. Give mm-hmm. light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I've overcome him. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. So God intercedes for us and helps mm-hmm. us in times of need. 
And I'm conscious there also that we can actually intercede for others, you know, because I'm conscious of how many, how many times I become aware of the needs that others have. And I'm actually authorized in scripture to bring those needs to the, to the throne of grace. Mm. I mean, there's different, um, like for instance, Matthew 21, 22 says, if you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Mm. So every time we pray, does God? That's a, that's an incredible promise that comes to us from Christ Himself. The assumption there is that what we've got is an Almighty God that's able to function on our behalf. He's prepared to act on our behalf. He he he's not going to leave us uh, marooned. Mm. To me, I I look at this. To me, prayer seems to have a power that many of us actually overlook even in our Christian walk. That's true. And <clears throat> sometimes I believe too that we ask for the wrong things and we think or we we think we're asking for the right things, but our prayer doesn't seem to be answered. But down mm. the track in my life I've seen where God has answered that prayer. Like for instance, James says this. He says when in James four three, when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Mm. And the other reason that you don't get answers sometimes is, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blowing and tossed. We're going to come to this one later in the week, because I think you Mm. raise up a very good point here. What does that actually mean? We're going to dig into that. I'm conscious that we probably don't have time to go into that Mm. today. But look, let's just come to a little bit of music, because I'm conscious that our time is starting to already uh, come, uh, already starting to, to run away from us. Let's go to Chris Rice. I love this song here. Oh, love that will not let me go. That's where we're at when we're looking at prayer.
up my head I dare not ask to fly from thee I lay in dust life's glory dead And from the ground there blossoms red Life that shall endless peace Life that shall endless peace gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric's a recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're asking, does prayer work and how do you pray anyway? And today we've got a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of our drive time, in just a few moments' time, we'd like to pray for you. If you'd like us to pray for you, text your first name only and the state that you live in, and we'll pray for you personally. For example, you might want to say, pray for Gary from South Australia. Don't tell us what the issue is. Just text it to 0438 0666635 that's 0438066635 and we'll be able to pray for you. Eric, share with us. Do you have have another story that you can I, I love that past story that you that you shared with us. Do you have another story? Well, there are, there's many answers to prayer and um <clears throat> I remember one of the ones today that uh, still affect me and uh, make me quite emotional is uh when we had moved from, uh, we moved to a place called Tamuka, which is near uh, Timaru, and we bought five acres, a wonderful place to live for the family. My daughter had grown up, and she went to Avondale College, uh, Christian College interstate, and uh, to study to be a teacher. She was there a year, and she wanted to come back, so she came back, and she was looking for work. And um, she tried everywhere, a little town, Tamuka. We had tried Timaru. There was absolutely nothing around. And I said to her, she was getting really despondent, and I said to her one day, look, Suzanne, let's pray about this. Um, look, let's go around and knock on doors. I said, that's the best way to get a job. I'll come with mm-hmm. you. I'll sit in the car, and I'll pray for you while you go around and knock on doors. And uh, she was pretty despondent, and uh, and I knew she had an eye on a dress that she really wanted. She wanted this mm-hmm. dress for a formal, and I said, well, look, uh, come with, let's do this, and I'll go halves in that dress. And so she <laughs> said, <laughs> a bit of bribery there. So she said, okay, let's do that. So we started off in Tamuka, and she went around knocking on doors and through Timaru, and everything I could see her go in and ask and come out. She was a bit despondent, and I waited, and I was praying, and she came back, and she looked at She said, oh, I don't think anything's come of this. Mm. And I said, oh, that's sad. let's have a prayer, and we prayed about it. And uh, we went home, and a, a few days passed, and uh, there was a local newspaper that had come out a few days before, 
and I, I picked it up and I was looking through the um, adverts where they advertise for people, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, employment, and uh, I couldn't believe it because mm. what happened there, there was a little uh, little notice in there and it said in there, with a the young lady that came around, uh, knocked on our doors and came into our office, we have a job for you. Said, would you come back in and uh, and there's a job waiting for you. So wow. this was in a job where they advertised. This person had put this in wanting specifically. And I said to Susanna, hey, Susanna, I got a call. We we're excited. I think this is you here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we went in there. And this is how God works, you know. He mm. says, you know, we waited for you because we didn't see the ad for a few days and people have been ringing up saying, if she doesn't come in, can we have the job, please? And they said, mm. no, we're holding it. We're holding it for her. And what had happened was Suzanne had walked into a real estate agent's asking for work mm-hmm. and the secretary that was there had taken her through to meet Grant Shearer, the Shearer's real estate, and brought him out to meet her mm-hmm. and said, no, I'm sorry, there's no work. After they'd gone, the secretary was thinking about she was actually going to hand a notice in. So she said to the boss, look, I'm, gonna, I'm actually handing my notice in, boss. And mm-hmm. he said, and she, we'd gone, left no details. So he had put that ad in there for Suzanne to come, you know, to come back. So already wow. the prayer was working wow. with this very person. And she'd actually met the boss, so he knew her. So when she went in for the job, mm. she was all excited, a little bit of typing, yep, you got it, job's yeah. yours, you yeah. know. Yeah. And at home she has a little cutting where that, mm. s- that advert is still mm. there. Now, yeah. if, now you can't tell me that's not an answer yeah. to prayer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that that's powerful, and you know, I've that sort of response. I've heard so many illustrations with that sort of a response, where our God He does work. T- tell me, Eric, we're coming towards the end of our time, but how do you practice prayer yourself? Well, prayer is everything to me, um, particularly particularly when you deal in ministry as well. I mean, mm-hmm. for every every Christian, the way I practice prayer is you've got to have specific times for prayer. You know, you, you, you've got to have a time. But the thing is that I've found is that earnestly from the heart, the prayer has to come. Um, I used to write down my prayers when I, I used to get up the front and I'd have it all written out and neat mm-hmm. and tidy. But mm-hmm. I found, I've since found that through experience things, I've found that the greatest prayers come from our, just from our heart. Mm-hmm. Just saying, mm-hmm. uh, no practice, just being there. You know, in the Bible it says the greatest prayers are when we're in a secret place. Yeah. That we should yeah. go and not be, you know, in front of everybody and do it. But yeah. It's it's practicing prayer so it becomes naturally. And I don't know about you, Pastor Gary, but often uh, during the day, a prayer can even be just talking to God during the day. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? And yeah. it's it's a way of talk. All prayer is, 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 and in a Christian life, is talking to God. Well, I think I, I appreciate what you've said there about you have to have. I, I believe it's important. You can certainly talk to God all through the day, but to actually have that um, dedicated time when you say, "Hey, this is this is God's time," is actually so so important. I know myself. Uh, I am one of those people. I, I regard myself as privileged because I'm an early morning person rather than a late night person, and you know that's a little bit of you know some some people are late night, but uh, do you know I I find getting up early in the morning. Um, being able to spend some time in reading, in reflecting on what I've been reading, but then to spend time in prayer is actually so important. It's that fixed time that is so key in 
in I believe our lives. Mm. Uh, I, I appreciate what you've actually said uh, said there, Eric. Hey, Eric, tell us. What have you found to be the greatest hindrances to maintaining a regular prayer experience? Huh. I think it's time. I just think the busyness of time. And I think that, too, the thing for me is um, before I was a Christian, money was everything to me. Yeah. And um, and the thing, the things of the world meant so much to me. And uh, to learn to trust in God that we go to him with prayer and not go to the world and place our, I mean, what happens when a problem comes upon us? I still have that habit sometimes of uh, rushing off to friends or trying to deal with it myself rather than, to, than taking it to the Lord in prayer. Mm. And it's a it's it's a challenge sometimes. That's why I've got these wrinkles on my forehead and, and my old age is because, <laughs> and I've lost most of my hair, is because I sometimes don't do what I should do. I should take it, go down on my knees and ask God for guidance. And sometimes mm. in my sinful nature, I don't do that. And that is the greatest hindrance to me, is, is turning to the Lord first. In other words, we've actually trained ourselves to rely on number one, haven't yeah, we? We do. And that's the way the world is, you know. And and that handing over isn't easy because when it comes to livelihoods, it took me a long time to give up the Sabbath work. Uh, it took me a long time because that was triple time. That was my family. But when I did that and stepped out in faith, I was blessed immensely. My family was blessed. All my I've been blessed because all my children are Christian children, are, they're, they're, you know, and that's not anything that we have done, but it's just the lifestyle that, mm. that does mm. that, you know. So it does, and it changes the lifestyle in you when you, when you have prayer at the central focus. What prayer actually does is it brings into your life a power outside of yourself. Uh, do you know one of the things I'm so conscious of is that uh, increasingly in our world I hear that you know education is in fact the uh, the solution to most of the problems that we have you know better education and yet I'm so conscious that so many of the people I know are well educated people but they actually uh, respond uh, um, their their ed- they don't respond even according to their education they uh, they run according to their emotions and yet you know what I'm so conscious of is that prayer seems to change that. When the prayer seems to enlist the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit touches the mind and the heart. People are changed and you actually see healing occur from the inside out. To me, that's something incredibly powerful. Eric, I'm conscious we do have to pray. Um, let Let me pray today. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, we want to say thank you for the privilege of prayer. Lord, thank you for uh, giving us the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for uh, giving us gifts of healing. Lord, thank you for promising to, to move and direct in our lives. Lord, just now I'd like to pray particularly for Patricia in New South Wales. Uh, Lord, uh, I just pray that you might be with her. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you might give her the desire of her heart. Lord, you know the uh, the the issue that, uh, that that she's dealing with right now. I just pray that you might bless, you might send your Holy Spirit, that you might empower, that you might heal. Uh, Lord, that uh, indeed uh, you will be powerful in her life at this time. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray also for our other uh, listeners who uh, who may be 
wanting to respond at this particular point in time. I pray, Lord, that you will impact their lives powerfully. Uh, Lord, I pray that they might recognize that indeed you are working at this time. Lord, I pray that you might be the one who might respond for them. Lord, I just ask and I pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Well, my friends, it, it looks like our, our time is up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow as we dig deeper into this week, this week's question. Tomorrow we have Lindy Sparing and we ask again, does prayer work and how do I pray anyway? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May the Lord richly bless you.